You are listening to the third episode of Waves of Change. Hi, this is Diana from San Francisco. I'm a drama therapist, and I'm joined by Dr. Lee for Waves of Change: A Modern Perspective of Asian American Psychology. Hi, everybody. My name is Lee.、Uh, I'm a clinical psychologist in San Francisco, and I'm very happy to join us again for the third episode of Waves of Change. So, Lee, last time we talked about consent and culture. It was a very heavy episode. It was a very fun episode, but definitely <laughs> extremely heavy. And after something so emotionally latent,、uh, I would like to do、um, a processing episode. We were talking about it, and we realized that it brings up a lot of personal stuff and emotions around consent and culture. Which is、um, consent is like very personal, and culture is like family background as well. So we decided to have some kind of like processing, like in therapy, like we process about the work that we do. <laughs> yeah. So what is process? One way to look at process, in my definition, is to observe our emotional and psychological behaviors or functioning in a very like metacognitive way to see why we're thinking the way we are, why we're feeling the way we're feeling that, and to in order to do that, one must be vulnerable to have access to those feelings and those thoughts. So that we can talk about them and bring to the surface, and a lot of times that can be extremely uncomfortable and and dangerous in a lot of settings. So as therapists, we're here to create a, a safe space, if you will, where those feelings can manifest in an, an environment that's supportive and loving. So I, I am thinking that's what I I wanted to do with the. Topic of consent in this podcast. What do you think, Diana? So, are you ready for this? Being being vulnerable and taking risk to expose yourself to this world of internet. Y- yes and no. Yes and no. I learned from a lot of previous experience, personal experience, that when you're vulnerable,、um, others have one of two reactions. They're either well, one of three reactions. They either ignore you, they reject you, or they love you.、Mm-hmm. And what I find to be factual is those three responses will happen. Like they will happen. Some people will love you. Some people reject you. Some people will love you.、Um, no matter where you go. So one thing I notice is if I were to pay attention to the rejection or the ignoring part,、um, I will shut down more and I will cease to grow. But if I allow myself to listen to the loving part, the、mm. from those who care about me, then I will grow. So what I feel more comfortable sharing and be vulnerable because I have kind of trained myself to pay attention more so、uh, to the loving and supportive piece than to the rejecting and、uh, criticizing piece. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you. It's a it's a very difficult way of.、Um... Thinking about ourselves is a critical thinking,、mm-hmm. and be like an observing eagle for ourselves. I think I do experience.、Um, Different, you know, like what you said, rejection, being ignored, and also being like held at the same time. I challenge myself. We hope to challenge ourselves in this podcast to be more vulnerable and be true for various reasons because we think it's important as therapists. It's also modeling the vulnerability piece to different people and how difficult topics 
could be mind provoking and be challenging. And I found it fun and challengingly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I, I I love the fact that you find it as enjoyable as I do. <laughs> so yeah,、um, today we we I want to open the topic by saying that in a previous episode, after the podcast, you told me that you felt uneasy. Yeah, there were some things that were bothering. Yeah, yeah. I was very uneasy during the episode when we recorded. It's because that we are talking about something deeply personal, and some kind of shame came up.、Mm-hmm. Specifically, is、um, talking about my own biases when I was young, and that I was ignorant. You know,、mm-hmm. coming a long way from that end makes me feel like, oh my goodness, I, I wish, I wish I wasn't like that when I was young. And then afterwards, I feel bad about all those emotions, and also wondering at the same time, am I ignorant right now? After ten years, maybe I feel like the things that we are, I am saying right now, it's also considered ignorant. I see. So it's kind of like comparing yourself now to your past, yeah.、Uh, seeing some growth, but also con-、uh, seeing the challenge of where can you go from now, or if there are more growth in still for you. And also, it's it's a difficult topic because acknowledging that we are different, like you're you're a man and I'm a woman, and our experiences are different,、mm-hmm. and our Biases as well in terms of like I come from a background. It's only one sample for、um, my own family sample, and it's coming from、mm-hmm. your family sample.、Um, mm-hmm. I I hope and I'm I'm sure that there、uh, there are、um, Asian families out there or Asian American families out there which have a totally different upbringing. Than we have, or like the teachings are very different. I'm also thinking about the limited view that we have in this podcast and the discussion, and trying to acknowledge that, acknowledge that with our audience as well. So yeah, let's be authentic, but also don't overgeneralize. Is just what I'm picking up from what you're saying. Yeah, be authentic, but not overgeneralize. That's that's really good. You know, Lee, I really appreciate that after. We record a podcast. We kind of like take a moment, really think about taking care of each other, and say, "Are you okay?" And I know that you notice that something is off, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and how and how it's it's very、uh, healing. The fact that you could acknowledge that is、uh, pretty powerful for me. Thank you, thank you. I noticed that after the podcast, you stopped being, and instead you shifted to. Trying to be,、hmm. and to me, that's what flagged me down. My immediate let's use the word countertransference. My immediate countertransference was this fear that I have、uh, mansplained things to you because you brought up earlier that I am an Asian American male and I present I'm a cisgender male, and you present as an Asian American female, and a lot of times I am cautious about. Being overly zealous, overly passionate about something that I know, something I love—that's psychology—and kind of bulldoze it, you know, bulldoze my view on others. So that fear brought up for me.、Mm. And when I see, when I felt that you were cease your being and attempt to be something else,、uh, that's when I want to check in with you and make sure that we are that you're okay.、Mm. You can that you can return to homeostasis. Yes, yes, yeah. There are feelings around that, like. Our difference,、uh, upbringing, and background,、uh, male and female, 
that actually brings up a lot too because of the consent piece, right? Um, mm-hmm. challenge myself to tell you, hey Lee, I feel off. Like this is this, something is off. I cannot pinpoint to what it is right now, but let's do some kind of processing, and that's what we did. And I really appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what I learned from the experience myself is I learned that I learned that my biases have shifted so much. So allow me to share this with you too, and I want to share this openly. I was extremely uncomfortable, even as a therapist. Talking about sexuality, what I mean by that is, I will go to a party and there will be a bunch of people just sitting around, you know, having a drink, and they just casually talk about sex. And I remember going to this party, like you know, five six years ago, and I was so uncomfortable and confused. Like, why are you guys talking about this? How is this even okay? I also remember it took a lot of personal work for me to go from that place. To go to a place of now where I can comfortably talk about sex, my own sexuality, my own masculinity, without feeling challenged. But I recognize that is not everyone's privilege; it's a privilege given to me. So, for me to openly talk about sex with somebody who I'm like not super familiar with about their level comfortable level comfortability, uh, that's where. I feel like I can improve that in the future. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like attunement, right? Last episode we talked about attunement. How can you be attuned not only with your partner but also with your friends and family to see where the people um, that you're talking to is ready for that topic, or like how can you lead them to be ready? It's it's interesting that is coming up for us as well, and how this is actually a very critical episode because we kind of like. Process a little bit about what was said, and be able to like share a common ground and build safety around us again. Yes, absolutely. And I would like to take the plunge on that, if you're okay.、Mm-hmm. And I want to identify that there was a, a very interesting parallel element to it, where we're talking about consent and talk about sexuality. But I do want to point out now that I recognize it. I have not asked you for consent to talk about this topic. <laughs> you get no seriously. You gave consent to talk about consent, right? We're going to talk about consent. We're going to talk about culture, but I shifted the topic to talk about sexuality and relationship, and I did not ask you for your consent. And because、oh. I did not ask, Diana, I'm sorry. I should have asked you for your consent. Ah,、oh, thank you for apologizing. Uh, that was that. That really built trust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that built trust and safety right now. Thank you for like acknowledging that piece and be able to、uh, recognize that, even though it's like not consciously in my mind. But but the fact that you you said it kind of like reaffirms that we need to be we need to be more transparent with each other and check in more with each other. We we have how long have we met? Like since December, and it's now February. Like we've met like for three months, so checking in with each with each other is a good idea. I'm glad that you're a- you're able to do that, and and I'm glad that you're you're doing it right now. So you're like being、oh. Lee. Being is <laughs> just being, and it's it it really is. We just we did not know each other for that much. Even if I did, I made the assumption 
that you're okay with it because I'm okay with it.、Mm. I make the assumption that you want it because I want it,、mm. and that is a very dangerous assumption to make. And I feel like that's why consent is so much more than sex. Yeah, it's so much more than intimate relationship. You know that's why consent is in therapy as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for hearing me out. I, I really appreciate this experience from you as well. So we are kind of like talking about touchy feely, being how we are processing this topic, how we process this topic individually, but also how we process this topic together. The relationship that we have have as professionals, colleagues, and friends, and how it come up for us. So I, I'm thankful that we're doing this, and and it, because like consent and culture is a huge topic, and definitely we could go back to it again, even talking about like therapy consent in depth as well, or or other types of consent. It's, it's a very huge topic, and we should、uh, visit it later. It's it's important in all kind of relationship. Consent is important.、Um, I also have it here on. Um, the topic of vulnerability.、Mm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, the was it like for you to be vulnerable, and what how does vulnerability come up during this podcast? <laughs> well, I, I we talk about vulnerability a lot, and、um, one of the main goals of this podcast is challenging myself to be vulnerable and to be true to the audience. Like, I don't want to hide anything. I want to be. Be able to like express what my I'm I'm thinking and be confident in expressing what I'm thinking, and as well apologizing when needed. And if we do we did something wrong or I did something wrong, I think vulnerability for me this piece is that you know therapy we rarely be vulnerable in front of our clients, and not only that we are rarely vulnerable with. With people around us, I personally are are vulnerable with people in my inner circle, people who are close friends. So it is a challenge. And when we talk about clinical topics,、um, things came up. Our relationship with clients came up, and how we see ourselves came up. And we're putting this out into the world and hoping that someone is listening to us. So. It is a huge step for me. How about you? I'm comfortable with vulnerability. I very much am.、Mm-hmm. I feel like vulnerability is a, a skill, is a muscle, and I do want to challenge the point that that therapists are not vulnerable in a therapeutic setting with a patient. I I feel like we are extremely vulnerable. We're just not sharing it. Yes. But the state we're in, we're extremely vulnerable,、yes. and I feel like to have good psychotherapy, you have to be extremely vulnerable and malleable, and still maintain. So the idea is not that to let the vulnerability overwhelm you. The idea is to sustain malleability, vulnerability, and survive it. Because if you can do that, then you can model for your patient. They can do that as well. Yeah, and that is challenging. Uh, so that's how the title clinical piece in the personal piece. I okay. I feel a little bit different. I feel if I were to be false with somebody, inauthentic with somebody,、uh-huh. then no matter how they treat me, it's irrelevant because it's my false self. It's kind of like you have a really good friend, and yeah, you're you know good friends with them. You like them, but how others treat this friend. Doesn't really matter to you as much.、Mm. It's a projection of yourself. So by being inauthentic、um, and non-mindful of what I'm feeling, 
I disconnect myself from others, mm -hmm. good or bad. And that is very painful for me to experience. Mm -hmm. So I try to be more so authentic for my own sanity. Hmm. I think we're we're at the crossroad of vulnerability and authenticity. Mm, we are interesting, Say right? More. So you could be authentic all the time with your friends, but vulnerability is a little bit different. You're stepping, like you're taking the leap to risk something mm. because you can have different authentic selves. There are different ways that you could present yourself. Maybe you're authentic when you're in a professional environment or at work or at school, um, but doesn't mean that you are vulnerable all the time. And I, I really agree to your point that vulnerability is is present in the therapy sessions, cl in clinical work. And also authenticity is also present. But the part that we're not showing is the vulnerability, but we're showing the authenticity. I see. And I really appreciate differentiating those two terms. And I do agree with your definition. The vulnerability is much harder to share. Earlier, you asked, mm -hmm. why do these emotions come up? And to kind of touch upon that quickly, I believe these emotions come up because they were micro moments, small little fracture of seconds where your brain goes, is this safe to share? Yeah. Is this, I'm scared. Is this safe to share? Is this a safe environment? And when you get those little micro moments built up, then you will kind of go into this false self mode. I also believe the more times you tell your body, your response to it is, no, it's not safe to share, the more unsafe you mm. feel. And you could uh, definitely like look at the body language as well. Oh, yeah. Our own body language right now um, of like how we're we're sharing this topic. I think we we did a good job, Lee. <laughs> I think so too. I think we did a great job. Because processing is hard and and it needs to be it needs to be done. It's hard work. Uh, if we don't process here, we're processed somewhere else. But I'm glad that we're sharing the process sing the processing piece with our audience as well so like our audience could see a different dimension of the topic processing i love processing and i want to share this too uh, about the nature of processing is i i saw this very funny story uh, mm -hmm. on reddit the other day and it's, it's a psychology thread and it was about how there's this this is psychologist who has a really good friend who's an engineer and an engineer would go I, I don't want to process. Like, I don't process. I'm a computer. I do not process. I don't need a therapist. None of that. And it's just done. It's over. And this post received by the psychologist was mentioning how his friend will say that to you. And then we'll just write pages and pages of posts on Reddit, on Facebook, talking about how this happened and that happened and expressing how he feels, how he thinks. Again, on Facebook, on Twitter, on these social media sites, and it goes, that is, that's processing. That is someone's need to process. However, yeah. because the vulnerability factor here, um, they don't. And I acknowledge that in myself too. So yeah, process is very important. And I want to thank you again for this opportunity to do so here. <laughs> well, thank you, Lee. Thanks for creating the safety that we need so that we can be more vulnerable next time. <laughs> yeah, more safety, more vulnerable. Here we go.